We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, it's open debrief time uh, here at Hack It Out Golf Podcast. Myself, Mark Ross, Lou Stagner, Greg Chalmers. We're going to be talking about the 150th Open. Um, looking forward to a little bit of a debrief. There was so much going on. Right, Lou and Greg, how was your 150th Open? Obviously, Greg has a few things to celebrate, which we'll talk about. It was an amazing uh, event, obviously, at St. Andrews. There was plenty of... Legacy. That was maybe... (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't even wait. I had to get it in there. (laughs) That was kind of forming throughout the week. Um, Did you make that yourself, that sound? Like, did you make that, or does that come with the machine? Legacy. I made oh, that him. one today. I made it today. I made it. A few <laughs> oh, effects so and I made it. I made another one as well. Do you want to hear it? It's no. There's no relevance it's to it Aussie, now. Aussie, Aussie, no, Aussie, I should Aussie. have made it. The other one I made, which <laughs> will come in at some point, hopefully, is this one. Start home. <laughs> That's a belter. That's a great speaking. Hey, speaking of the stat hole, can we have a strict no dancing policy on the intro music? Yeah, Lou's oh, doing, Lou's, Lou's it, doing a little head wobble, and I'm like, oh, it's just, so good. <laughs> yeah, stop it. So, how was uh, your open, guys? Let's just have a deep. Well, I picked I've the winner. A few mark. questions. You picked a second winner because you, you actually <laughs> picked someone who didn't win. Which we will talk about the person you didn't pick for in a second is one of my questions. But just a general overview. Overview. How was it? I mean, I loved watching Cam win. I've always liked watching Cam play. I've always seen him as that kind of underdog's the wrong term, but you know what I mean? He's not exactly shouting at the front of golf. He just sits in the background and does really well. He's pretty quiet. He's a cool guy. I've been lucky enough to spend some time with him and he's just down to earth, Aussie as they come, good at golf, nice guy. To see him go through and do what he did was amazing. Obviously, you've got... Lots of connections, uh, Greg, Aussie winner and all. Must have been great, wasn't it? Oh, mate. It, it, uh, you know, I don't watch golf uh, with much emotional con- connection very often, um, but I was really into it. I, I really enjoyed watching one of my, one of my mates win it, um, particularly how he, how he went about it with that back nine. It just, you know, I was watching him through nine. He didn't birdie nine. He surprisingly missed a 10-footer. Um, and then he went on that little run or he made five in a row and, um, I, I don't know what it feels, I know what it feels like to putt well, but once he started seeing him go in, you, I was like, wow, he's, he's not going to miss it here. This is gold. And, uh, 
and he just kept making them. And his lag putting was unbelievable on 14 uh, and 18. You know, he rolled a couple of 60-footers up to kick-ins. Um, such a great story for, for him personally because he is just a, a wonderful dude, a good guy, uh, and a, a very professional about how he goes about it. And, uh, you know, and I, I really enjoyed personally afterwards I got to, you know, jump on Twitter and start trolling a bunch of uh, writers and all that sort of junk about who were all in on Rory and that, that story. So that brought me a little happiness for the afternoon as well. Um, just golf writers. I get the fans really love Rory, but yeah, yeah. Um, it, there seemed to be a, a bit of a, a narrative that was built up that he was just going to walk on in and uh, um, I'm a fan of the other dude and he won. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed that. So, and, and the golf course, uh, you know, we don't get those conditions very often. I'm sure the players think, thankfully, in a way, I really enjoyed the conditions of watching the ball roll and where's that going to go. And, 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 you know, I find it quite captivating to find out, hey, is this going to end up in a bunker? Because you just don't know sometimes. So um, I just found it really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, cool. We will come to the course as well at some point. It's another one of my points we'll come to a bit more in depth. Lou, how was your Open? Did you enjoy it? Did you get to watch lots of it? I'm sure you followed it if you didn't watch it. I did. I, I watched a good chunk of it. It was great. It was a lot of fun to see. Um, uh, before I give my my feedback on it, uh, Greg, did it bring back any memories for you from when you played there in 2015 in the Open? Uh, no. It, 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 yes, yes, and no. Like yeah. it makes you wish you were there. That's what it does. That's what. That's the feeling you get when you're a pro and you're watching majors, in particularly ones like that where you've been there and you know what it feels like and you know what that how good the week is. It just makes you kind of bummed that you're not there watching because you know how cool it is. Or not they're playing, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it was fun to watch uh, Cam win. He played great, putted, pu- putted really well. Um, 250 plus odd feet of putts in round two made. I mean, that's, that's, pr- that's insane. Um, yeah. And right. I think I saw, I, I looked in shot link and I, and, um, and there was something, you know, weird in there from a couple of weeks ago in the Genesis, Genesis Scottish Open um, somebody had like 320 feet worth of putts made in the event, but they had one putt that was 235 feet. I think it was an error in shot link. That wasn't correct. Uh, and I saw somebody else post this it, it, unofficially. It looks like it's the most number of f- feet worth of putts made in a single round um, in the shot link era and everything that's in shot link. And there's uh, 270,000 rounds in shot link. Uh, and to be first in that um, and do it during a major is, is pretty special. So it was fun to watch. And Mark, it's interesting. You said that you know, be, we don't think of him as a great player. I mean, the guy's been a really good player for a while now. He's been in the top 10 since the beginning of the year. Yep. He's now what second now in the world. And, and, and to, and for you to make that comment is just, um, I don't know why people don't think he's much better than he actually is um, third win this year. Um, he's going to win a lot more. He's a, just a phenomenal player. So it was, he played incredible on Sunday, a 64 uh, on Sunday at St. Andrews in the 150th playing of the open when he was in the hunt is it's one of the greatest rounds ever. And in, in my opinion, there should have been way more stories about that than about Rory not winning. I get that Rory's a huge fan favorite. I like Rory. I've liked Rory since he's been out here for 11, 12 years now, but Cam played one of the greatest rounds ever. And to, to not give that more attention, um, uh, I wish it would have gone down a little differently. Yeah. Well, we've all come to that. Cause that is also one of my questions, Rory and the press I've got written here, which we'll come to, but uh, and I think it kind of 
hammers home my point I made at the start there with Cam is that he does kind of happily sit in the background and just be a phenomenal golfer. He doesn't shout about it. He's not, you know, people, I'm not sure how many crowds he's pulling in an average day compared to your average like Rory's and what have you. He should be pulling them if people want to watch good golf. But he's just quietly going around being really good, um, which I really admire. I think it's 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 impressive to see. So, But we'll come back to those points because they're both really good points. Um, let's talk about Tiger. Because I know, I think someone in our group picked Tiger as their yeah, pick. They did. I can't remember who they that did. was. Uh, was uh, that was my romantic <laughs> pick, I believe. Your romantic <laughs> pick. Uh, uh, it's probably just uh, Lou and I, but not know about romance. I'd say um, we're very romantic, both Lou and I. Um, yeah. So drove it in the divot on the first, uh, laid the sod over that one into the into the water in front of the green there. So into the Swilkin. So. That kind of set the tone, and he didn't. He really didn't play well. Very hard to play at such a high level so randomly, um, and you're banged up and you're old. Um, so ro- my romantic pick um, didn't bring a lot of romance to the week. Unfortunately, he was out the door after two days. Because again, there was lots of press around Tiger, which there always is, and understandably so, and deservedly so. He's Tiger. He moves the needle. He moved the needle, and still totally moves it. Um, it was a shame not to see him play all four rounds. I'm sure Lou wanted to see him play all four rounds. Lou's a massive Tiger fan, so we'll ask him about it soon. Um, there was a part of me that was quite happy to see him go. Like I don't like Tiger making the cut, just making the cut, because what happens is he still steals all the press. And I think, well, I don't, I don't need to hear about Tiger just making the cut. Like, can we not talk about the actual tournament now? And I think it... In a in a personal way for me, it takes away from the tournament over four days. If Tiger's in contention, like great, like let's get it going. It's an amazing story after everything he's been through, done, and come back to. Um, but when it was fringy, well, it wasn't fringy really. But even after day one, where people were still thinking he could still make this, I was just thinking, can we not just show some other golfers? Can we not just talk about like some? Because let let him just. Get on, he ain't really gonna make that, is he? But Lou, what, what were your thoughts? I knew you were you were DMing us saying he was gonna make it when he was walking up the eight ink when he was twenty-four over or whatever he finished, didn't he? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> there was still a chance yeah he was, he was 10 off the, a chance. He, he was 10 off the cut line with uh with like One four to holes go. to go and there was still a chance in my mind he, he could have uh, holed out on the way in and, and, and gotten in yeah. it was disappointing to see him not make the cut yeah um, i'd agree when we talked uh, in our pregame show for the open him making the cut i think would have been just an incredible accomplishment for him to play in three majors and, and make all three cuts uh, two out of three is still pretty impressive. And and if you had to go back and you knew that he was going to play in three of the four majors this year and you had to, and you had to decide he's only going to make one cut, um, you would have probably picked St. Andrews more than likely, given how flat it is, it would have been much easier for him to walk here. Uh, and so to see him walk away um, uh, on Friday night, definitely a disappointment. Um, 
I'm curious when he's going to come back, when he's going to play again, or we'll probably see him at the hero, I would imagine, which is what the end of November, beginning of December. Um, and then probably not until next April at Augusta, uh, which makes me wonder like how much better is he going to be by the time Augusta rolls around next year? Um, is he going to have, you know, continue to, make advances in his recovery and, and be that much stronger, that much better able to play. And, and I think he will be. And, and I, I think we should just give him the green jacket now. Cause I think it's a lock <laughs> for next God. year. Oh. Really? Have you, have you finished? That, have you finished? Lou? Have you got the love music? Oh, I'll get some. <laughs> I'm going to get some urge gagging music or like sound effects. <laughs> oh. Next time Lou's talking about Tiger. Just, excuse me in the background. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was something painful just came to see up. him hit it into that divot too. Um, oh, don't! Then why did you bring that, that up, Greg? Because Lou and divots is beyond painful. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> He's okay. a free drop from divots, man. Oh, um, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and lots of people talked about him waving on the bridge. I mentioned it between us. I might have mentioned it on a podcast. I can't remember, but I certainly thought it might be the time for him to get on that bridge and wave, but he totally didn't. He tipped his hat and walked on. And even at the start of the week, he was very clear he wasn't going to wave. So we've got more Tiger to come, which is great to see. And hopefully he can get back to be what, you know, more of a, the Tiger that we want. I, one interesting point for me, I think is always funny on the narrative is that reference, obviously you had an open, I guess it's the first open where you had live players playing um, and you have these constant threads from people saying that live pay, live players, you know, they're not playing a real events. It's then they're all has beens, and you know they're failing in their career. And we definitely saw live players feature and and do well uh, of all ages. Um, but what was interesting is that they they were they were has beens, and that they are like they're they're at the coming out of their career when it suits that narrative. Yet lots of them beat Tiger, but Tiger can't compete unless he's fit against that quality of field. People say against that quality of field, Tiger can't compete unless he's fit. And well, what is it? Is it a quality field? You can't have it. You can't have the same people saying both sides of the. Uh, that blows my head off. That one. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah, a quality like, field I, I, when it's on your side of the argument, but it's not a quality field yeah, because, like, I, oh my God, you cannot. Please let's stop writing people off as amazing golfers just because you don't like the decision they made. It blows my soul. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Like uh, there's, there's about 25 tournament directors on the PGA tour who dearly love to have so those live players in their field. Yeah. Um, and I think I messaged you guys. I played with Charles Walzel as an example, just, to, yeah. just yeah. a couple of years ago on a practice round. I was like, Oh my God, I've never played with this guy. We played nine holes. This is awesome. Like yeah. I enjoyed watching him um, yeah. and I was right next to it. So um yeah, I've never really enjoyed that narrative that they, you know, I don't like their decision and so now they suck apparently at golf. That's not that's not how I I would roll. They I might you may not like their decision, that's fine. I get that. Uh, but they're still very very good players. Um Cuz obviously And if you if on, Greg, if you're sorry. a fan of the game and they were playing at an event near you that you that wasn't a live event, it's they're worthwhile going to watch. If yeah. you don't, you know, the fact you're not going to watch them isn't based around their performance, it's more based around 
you don't like live. Yeah, and it's more, you know, it's a quality field and then it's not a quality field subject to what the subject is. And it's because there's obviously talk about if they'll play next year's Open, which we still don't know through world ranking points and the majors haven't made their decisions on what will happen if they will just rely on world ranking points, what have you. Um, and there's plenty of people who will say, well, we don't need them. Good riddance. Don't need them. There has beens anyway. And I think, well, it's a quality field when Tiger can't make the cut. And now it's like, oh, God. Um, so let's move on to the next uh, topic then. Uh, Rory. Um, no, I, I, want, I want to rewind. Okay? Sorry, I go on. Qu- I have a question. I didn't know Greg. if we needed um, to. No, I want to talk about um, <laughs> 17. Uh, Cam Smith on 17, 17. round four, mm. road hole. He comes up short and he's got a, he's got a putt through the road hole bunker, just to the right of the road hole bunker. Have you hit that shot? Um, and, you know, I looked at it and everyone went pretty crazy over it. And it sure, certainly was a, it was a good shot. And then he made, what, 10, 12 footer for par um, mm-hmm. to, to make a four there. Have you tried that shot out? Um, and how hard is it really if you have tried it out? Oh, uh, I think... I think in the situation, very, very difficult. Uh, yeah. In a practice round when I've done it, it just, you know, hit it 10 feet right. Um, the the key is just for there, I was just thinking, just give yourself a chance. You're not going to hit it close. Right. Um, 15 feet, 12 feet, 18 feet doesn't really, it, that's your, you got to get out of here with five at worst and then try and birdie 18 and see where it's at. As it turned out, he hold the 12 footer and off we go. But yeah, it, 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 I don't think it's super difficult except for the situation. Got it. The 12 footer or the one round the bunker? No, one round no, the bunker. I know, I know what bunker. you're the, talking the, about. My question yeah. is the 12 footer or the one round the bunker? Which one's harder? 12 footer. I would put the money First. on. If you go and put 100 people there and tell them the situation, if you could in any way recreate it, I think the 12 footer is not going in that often and the, getting it to that place is happening a bit more often, possibly. But it'll be an interesting yeah, little would test, wouldn't it? It would yeah, be an interesting I would, test. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So um, Rory and the press, or let's start with Rory and link it to the press because Lou um, Greg mentioned a little bit about the... And I know I've seen you tweeting, Greg, that, you know, people, even some people were saying he was second, I think I saw you say. Um, <laughs> obviously, this side of the pond, I'm sure that side of the pond as well, because Rory is a global product and he's so connected to the PGA Tour as well. I get, I, I think America has totally embraced him. Um, you know, my parents wanted him to win. I went and saw my parents that evening and they were like, I weren't allowed to tell them the result. They were saving it to watch and it was all about watching. They wanted to watch Rory win and... Um, they say that my parents, I love them, but they're classic golfers who just say things, you know, like the classic things, Rory can't part, he won't win, he should be winning so much more if he could part and all these kind of things, which I get why people say that. But um, it was great to see Rory play the way he was playing. It was a shame that he didn't come through. Um, I absolutely feel that he was hit by an outlier round. Would that be fair to say? You know, he was hit by a bullet of a round, but then at the other, at the end of the spectrum... He wasn't second either, was he? So Yeah, so the, the argument I got when I posted that, like essentially I posted that concept that I thought um, Cameron Young had some really wonderful chances coming down the stretch yeah. and it was really and getting no noise at all from press or anybody. Zero, about eight. Wasn't it? Um, he had, you know, a birdie putt from 18 feet on 17. He had a six-footer on 15 that he missed. Um, and then he eagled 18. He really played some beautiful golf after bogey in the ninth hole. Um lost his ball there on nine or had to take a drop. So I thought he played beautifully and didn't get much credit. Um, Rory had, you know, great opportunities. It looked like he was, to me, I was watching him and I'm like, it looks like he's rolling it right where he wants to and they have good speed. They weren't 
They just hit the edge. They you weren't know. miles away, I, were they? Well, the the thing that the biggest mistakes were, I think he got a soft bounce on 14. He had an iron in his hand. He left it short of the hole, hole on 14. That's not where you need to be. You need to be past that pin. Um, and then you can come back up the hill. It's quite tricky from short of that pin coming up over the hills. Um, and then the wedge into 16 that he hit to 30 feet. Um, probably would like that shot back again, I'd imagine. Uh, there's an opportunity gone. Uh, did not birdie 10 nicely it, not, and probably should have birdied nine, to be honest. He had, you know, a pitch across the green there. He had a, he was 18 under on the ninth tee. And at that stage, Cam just putted out at 14 under. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, it's, it's in his hand. Uh, and then Cam plays a back nine in six under. Uh, and, and Rory just didn't, didn't get those shots done that you need to get done. And, and it just comes down to that one little thing. I think the, the shot at, you know, him not running second, really he's trying to hold that in the last. If he wanted, if he was playing for second, I'm pretty sure he'd just get up and down. I know that. Yeah. Um, I was more having to go that, hey, can we talk about this Cameron Young kid for a second too? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, because I thought he played some awesome golf. Yeah. Lou, what's your, what are your thoughts on Rory obviously played brilliantly? Um, you're a Rory fan, so I know you would have liked to have seen him win as well. I did. I thought Rory um, described it best in one of the interviews afterwards. He said, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't play poorly, but I, I didn't play great. Yeah. I had a lot of chances. I had a lot of good putts and, and nothing dropped. Do you know, and he two putted all 18 greens, which is pretty unique. doesn't happen too often out there. Um, his closest first putt, how far do you think it was? Closest first putt. His closest first putt. Not watching enough of it, unfortunately, was 14 foot. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 13 feet. Yeah, I win. Yeah, so that'd be nine, close, probably. I won yeah, that, that was his closest first putt. 13 <laughs> well done. feet. Well done, Mark. <laughs> um, so he... Only had one guess. Couple of, couple of birdies. <laughs> they were both two-putt birdies. Uh, and uh, he had it. You're right, Greg. He had it in control when he walked off of 10 and, and just parred his way in from 10. And uh, yeah, what he Cam shot? Smith, imagine if that was Tiger. Change Cam Smith and Tiger and Tiger's four back going into the last round and then shoots a 64 kind of running the tables on the back nine. Like the the amount of coverage in chat that that would have gotten would have been incredible. And instead, oh, Luke. Just, yeah, I mean, it would have been incredible. That was that was part of my points I was trying to make. We'd be building statues if it was time. Oh, yeah. We would right? be. There would be montages Cam, Cam Smith, with it's the like, clubhouse oh, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And I'm like, no, Cam, Cam rolls the ball beautifully and putting is a skill and he does it extremely well. And that's why they went in. Right, yeah. and he did it under the most pressure, and he shot six under on the back nine. I mean, Incredible. yeah, credit where credit's due. And I think a part of it's right too, Mark. That in, when you said um, Rory ran into certainly a back nine by someone else that was, you know, Just a firing. generational kind of nine. Yeah, it, I mean, six under on the back nine, and you you stood on that tenth tee with a you know two or three shot lead. 
and you go out and you play him one under and you got run over. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, him not birding, when Rory didn't bird, I thought if he gets 12 and 14, he should be fine. And he didn't pick up either of them from very gettable spots. Um, that made it very, very difficult. Yeah, and Rory, Come down stretch. yeah, absolutely. Rory and Hovland had a pretty bad last day in the in the realms of things. As in, Rory shot two under. I think the average score was maybe two to three under on that day. I think so. He was, either was average or he was one maybe, above, six, just under. 69? I think it was. Six, yeah. Yes. I so think I think so. he was above the average score, which Rory is mm-hmm. obviously above the average player. Um, and Hovland shot two over. I mean, it was a very disappointing group. Really, um, the Cam the Cameron group should have been like that was the group to follow. If you take R- obviously you can't if you take Rory and Hovland away, you've got an amazing finale group there, haven't you? One finishing twenty, one finishing nineteen. That would have been one shooting eight under, one shooting seven under. Just imagine, like you said, I mean, this is how interesting it is, isn't it, with media and how we perceive tournaments and stuff, and not just media, the the the, the, the general public who are watching. If you make Cam Smith Tiger and you make uh, young Rory shooting those two scores last day, last group would have been an unbelievable story. I, in fact, I don't think you would think of many majors which, which would top that. If you swap those two names out, keep the scores as they are. Um, right. It doesn't take exactly away from right. Smith and Young. It should still be as amazing as any of them as it was. I thought the best comment that I saw afterwards was from VJ Singh on Twitter. Did you guys see that one? What did he say? He's going to grow a mullet. Yeah, he said he's going to grow a mullet. Yeah. Uh, I think I might too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys, to be you guys might need hair before well, you. Well, people we'll start joke. With, start with one hair. People <laughs> joke about the mullet for me and Lou. It's actually the ho- the only haircut we can grow if you think about it. We've got no other option. <laughs> That's the only yeah. one. That where- it comes down. Think Krusty the Clown. You know. Oh, that's a great look. You should go for that for sure. I'd like to see that. But That'd Mark, the thing, the thing I enjoyed the most, Mark, uh, and I'm I'm queuing this up for you, the thing I enjoyed, enjoyed the most about the Open was the history. Oh, well. Legacy. Yes. Yeah, legacy. The legacy. There was a whole lot of legacy. flying around, wasn't there? It does. It, it was does flying everywhere. Like, people were quite pleased. Like, quite pleased. Legacy I'm going to ban. I'm going I'm to block that word on my Twitter feed. You should. You I've should. already had it. I know. People are loving it. What do you, what do you two think of the 18th hole? Uh, I think I would love to see a nasty, ugly pot bunker up in front on 18. I think it needs a new tee somewhere out of the course behind the 17th green. So they have to hit over the 17th green to make it go even slower. <laughs> Rebuild the road. <laughs> what are you yeah. laughing at, Lou? Knock, I know the traditionists will love that. <laughs> knock down the hotel. So they drive yeah. it onto that path. Yeah. If they're a good one, they're not allowed to drop off it as well because it's a road. Like you got to play off the roads at Sands. That one you play. That's what I think they should do. That's a good call. I'm 18's like, a good hole. I like 18. Yeah. You do? <laughs> Someone's okay. being serious. All right. <laughs> what do you think of 17 then? 17's an interesting hole, isn't it? I think it's great for stadium golf, but it's it's arguably close to the knuckle to being... Like, you put it on a worse course. Is it a bad hole? No. I, I, I Look, I get the historian's love of 17. I First time I played it, and I still kind of move towards this belief pattern. Um History lets it get away with. I mean, you're hitting over a hotel blind. Like if you redesign that hole and put it on your local club, people are like, "What are you doing yeah. here?" Yeah. Like I got nowhere to hit it. And you put so, the pin yeah. there where no one can get ever anywhere near it. Right. What? 
and it's extremely <laughs> narrow. Like, oh, right back that, there, it's so oh, narrow, isn't it? You've got this little ten foot window to hit it to, like yeah. distance wise, to hit it into. And 10 there's to like 15 feet. a little sandy path, and then a road. Yeah, with, yeah, a, with a wall. It's, it's definitely. Um, it's, it's definitely extremely challenging, but, yeah. It, it, I think it's one of those ones if aliens land and they study golf and they so they don't they don't understand. Legacy. They just study golf as no opinions, right? <laughs> I think they, they mark that one, they circle it, and they go to the authorities and say, I don't know if you know about this one. <laughs> right. I, I feel like right. this one might be a little bit of a mistake. I don't know. Um, but they would obviously, right. they would say it, in a different voice, obviously. Mm-hmm. They would say, I'm not going to... I've got an alien voice, but I'm not going to do it now. Um, <laughs> so it leads me on to my last question then. Oh, uh, no, one more point about the 17th hole because it's, it's funny. Um, I I got some stuff together for Arcos and and, I, and they posted this over the weekend, just looking at dispersion for, I think the typical 10 handicap is what it was. I would... I've never been to St. Andrews, but when I go, I want to go there and I just want to sit on the 17th tee and see how many balls end up in the complex over there on the right. There has to be an incredible amount of golf balls over there. And I went out and I calculated for myself. And I, you know, from those tees, I could easily put one, I mean, in some really, really bad spots over there. Um, And it's just, it's fascinating to me that you, you have a golf course where you have a tee box and you have to hit over the top of a hotel. Um, it's just, and for guys like me, I am going to block one off the map there and kill somebody in the parking lot to the mm. right. And cause that is that parking lot to the right of the building is in play for me. There's 100% it's in play for me. So. Absolutely. Yep. Well, there's no question too. If let's say the hotel's not there, right. And we just have a normal kind of hole with the hotel. There's no question. No one would be going. We need a hotel here on the corner. Yeah, this hole, right. this hole <laughs> is missing a 300, yeah, a 500 hotel. bed hotel. They can hit over the inside corner of it. It'll yeah. be fine. And we'll put rooms. You can sit in the balcony and watch the ball whiz by your front nose. Yeah. Um, it'd be awesome. Was there much talk? Yeah. Was there much talk about the new tea or were people not allowed to talk about the new tea? I saw they were using the new tea. I didn't see on much of the coverage because obviously that new tea is one of the most controversial new teas in golf. Um, obviously that's part of golf is wrecked because of that tee. Um, the fairways were running at 15 on the stint meter, but that <laughs> tee's the problem. Um, was there much chat about that tee? Did you guys hear or not? I didn't see much. I, I, didn't hear I, anything. I it's been yeah. in play for a while. Has it not, Mark? Or do they add another one that I didn't No, know no, it's, but it's just that yeah. they built that outside of the boundaries yeah. of the course. And it was I think like, I, it definitely, think of the kids, uh, I mean, Greg, just think of yeah, the kids, you know? Yeah, it definitely seemed like, um, we didn't have much talk, chatter about that. It made you know, me feel the, the it, length and then, yeah. yeah. It made me feel like they weren't allowed to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? There's certain things that you wouldn't be allowed to because it takes away from the the brand, if you like. Maybe as in they would probably have that in a meeting as a should we just not talk about this tea because just enjoy the tournament because it's definitely something that's talked about constantly online. That tea is constantly brought up. I just was right, I right. was waiting for that tea conversation to kick up online. I think I just didn't see it anywhere because people just enjoyed watching. No, I didn't golf, either. Didn't they? Which is good really. Um, and then my last question then is about the same subject. We kind of covered lots of it, but the course, like what are your thoughts on the course? Is it still fit for purpose? Like, I mean, what, what do we actually think of the old course? If we take away 
all the history and the and all that stuff, which we can all agree. I totally understand why people really love going there and enjoy it. And you definitely see uh, the Americans coming over the media and they love it. Certainly if they've not been there, because it is so different. So I get all that, but just the course as a course as an open venue. I mean, you've got 20 under par winning. We've got UK today at the point of filming this pod is at its hottest ever day on record. And in theory, if, the scientists have got it right. This ain't changing. Um, how extreme can that course take? Um, is it fit for purpose? I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm, I'm asking the question. What do you think, guys? Oh, I, I think it is. I like. I don't really care about the 20 under. Like, I, I know we yeah. discuss it. I, I know we discuss it, but I've noticed that over time we have some weeks of 20 under. If it had blown how it can blow there, it'd be 12 under. Yeah. You know, it'd be 10. It just wasn't super windy, particularly the last day um, or the last w- the weekend. Really, it just wasn't super strong wind. Um, I really enjoy difference. Like we got to see the ball rolling out, and as I said, the game is quite fascinating to me when the ball's on the ground. When it's in the air, I'm not really as a viewer that intrigued. When it's on the ground, I'm like, oh, was this going to roll in the bunker? And I find myself more engaged. Yeah, um, that was certainly something I really enjoy about it. If I went through it every week as a viewer or a player, I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't. I don't think I'd want to do this every week, but we seem to get a healthy diet of, you know, hit, you know, thick rough over here in the States, particularly in our, in our golf lives. This was a, just a lovely sort of reset change and something for a fan to, who enjoys that kind of golf to watch. Um, and that was me. I, as a fan, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I, I get that. And I come to you, Greg, as I'm um, sorry, Lou, as well. I want I just want to quickly pick up a couple of points there with Greg. Um, 20 under is classed as a problem to certain people. Not to me. I don't. I don't care what the score is personally. But twenty under is one of those talking points that people moan about. Six hour rounds. That's a problem. That ain't going to stop. Always, that always ain't a problem at that venue. Yeah, because yeah, you've got shared yeah. fairways, shared greens. You've got yeah, tees that go back very near the greens, and they're like waiting for them to hit. Like it's properly. <laughs> it's that course is old. <laughs> yeah. So you, if you're going to have 156 guys play. Um, and you're going to have six hour rounds, you know, all off, like it's all the, off it's, one tee. It's the, yeah, it's the biggest event arguably in our sport. I'm pretty sure the RNA have done studies showing that slow play is an issue in our game. Um, yeah. They cite it as a problem. People constantly cite slow play as a problem, but then I'm confused why it's now not a problem when we're showcasing six hour rounds to the entire population of the globe, whoever wants to watch it. I, it's online free to air for that's some not, people. That's not true. It's not the. It's it, in your country. It's pay per view. So only those that pay can watch it. Yeah, it's not open to everybody. Well, that's not it. actually true as well, Lou. There was. I, I thought. I thought no, no, I thought no. That was. is true. That is true. But okay. as in, there is coverage online. So I was able to watch it on the open app. You get sure. featured groups, so you can't watch who you want. So I couldn't watch the final group, for instance, and you can watch 10, 11, 12 as well so you can watch everyone come through 10 Good 11 holes. 12 so i watched 10 11 12 and then i followed on the app watched just because i went out anyway and to see my parents um but I, I was very aware of six hour rounds and what's so funny and this is in relationship to that point which is why i bring you up on it lou because you're right it is pay-per-view if you want to like follow the coverage um six hour rounds when you're watching online a comedy because they don't cut away because it's a featured group. You're watching a person stood on a tee for 20 minutes. And I just think, wow, this is the most accessible 
part of this championship. The online coverage is good. Credit to the Open. Like, it's good. People could just set up an account for free and they could watch the best golfers in the world play. But you're going to stand and watch them stand on the tee for 20 minutes and listen to commentary, which will just blow your head off. Like, some of the things they're saying is just out there. Um, But I just think that's... I don't know. I just think that's strange when slow players... that that's where I wonder if that course is still fit for purpose. That's why I asked. Six hour rounds. I, thought it, I, I think it's is, a great golf course. I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't, I cannot understand the concept of playing on fairways that roll a hundred plus yards. Um, I don't have that where I play. I don't get that. I'm not used to that. A um, hundred plus yards is, is crazy. Um, but that's so any that, UK that, course at the minute. That's not just that, links. That's any yeah, that, UK that's, course at the minute. We don't water our fairways. To me. No. That's foreign to me. Um, and Greg hit the nail on the head. If the wind would have blown, um, the scores would have been different. And, and right now, I think people like to you know, cite the 20 under par. Remember, it's played as a par 72. Uh, when uh, There's a lot of courses that would be similar in length right greg that would that would be 70s yeah right there's some holes out there that you would Mm -hmm. they would um you know that that would be it would be a par 70 yeah playing at 70 400 yards um so if it was a par 70 the winning score all of a sudden is 12 under if the wind blows the winning score goes down to probably three or four under under, yeah Um, yeah. so you know that's that's one way to think of it I, i think they can continue to go back there the the pace of play at six plus hours, there were a lot of players that were pretty angry about that. Um, Fitzpatrick didn't, didn't mince any words. Um, yeah, he was brutal. He came it. off. Um, he was pretty direct about it. What's the longest round that you've been through in your career? Um, when you were out there, Greg, and was it at uh, St. Andrews? No, it was, no, it was slow at St. Andrews. I think we were up around five forty-five when I, when I was there in 2015, um, the slowest I've ever done was six and a half hours, and that was playing with Clint Eastwood at the Pebble Beach 18T Pro-Am <laughs> in the celebrity half of the draw. Uh, Clint and Michael Bolton and myself and Chris Michael Couch. Bolton. Yeah, that was about six. And, yeah, the real mullet. The true yeah, mullet. Yeah, full-on hair out, baby. Yeah, so six and a half hours on a Saturday there in the belting rain. It was an absolute oh. joy. Yeah, I really look forward to that, doing that again. Um, but, yeah, the, this – this venue, it doesn't, it just doesn't lend itself to quick golf. You're just waiting all the time and for either what's in front of you or what's beside you, um, someone finishing out. So they're going to have to eat the criticism of that if that's what people want to criticise them for. I haven't I mean, seen many people criticising it. It's more, no, 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 I, so I in that seen. case, it's really about, you know, some players might be upset. Yeah, I, saw I don't know players. what you do. It, it, the only option is don't go there. Well, that's, no that's, one wants to do that. That's why I yeah. posed the question about the six hours. Yeah. You know, do you no. want do you want to show a six hour round to people who might be interested in playing golf? But I, I'm not. That's not my opinion. Anyone listening, I'm just asking that question. Yeah. I guess there's one player that apparently didn't really want to be there. <laughs> who was it? Was it uh, Norin that um, that would have gotten in and then he flew? <laughs> so <laughs> he left Alex. So Alex, so come back. Al- Alex oh. Alex Norin was first alternate. God bless mm-hmm. him. He was there on Tuesday. He played the Scottish Open with Fork and he came and played the Barracuda instead. Pops up and nearly wins the Barracuda, finished the second. He was one point in front Quality with four hours to go. Oh, he was. I, mean, I, yes. did, I didn't, I didn't yes. pay attention to that. Okay. It could have been a pretty smart decision in some ways, but then it turns out two guys pulled out. He would have actually played the Open Championship had he stayed. Um, wow. Interesting business decision. I'm not sure what his thinking was, but uh, nearly worked out 
in terms mm. of winning a PGA Tour event. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lastly, we need a multi-part pod series on your round of golf with Clint Eastwood and Michael Bolton. We yeah. Need, we, need, we need shot by shot oh, details. It needs of that to be day. six hour pod in two hour stages of each. Oh, yeah, no problem. Conversation yeah. you know, shot. I think I think I heard it, it like there might have been conservatively in three days with Clint, there might have been conservatively, I'd say three hundred people say to him, Go ahead, make my oh, day. Oh yeah. I mean And they all thought they were the first. Yeah. Oh and yeah. You could almost see a little piece of him die <laughs> yeah. every time. It was like <laughs> he, oh, yeah. you're killing me with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be Hey endless. Clint, go ahead, make my day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. It's funny that I like that. Yeah. Um, there we go. 150th open. I think it was a win for all of us, and it was definitely a win for Australia, and definitely a win for Cam Smith. It was quite an just to finish. It was quite an Australian-focused uh, event, even though lots of the press was around Tiger and Rory. Not enough press around Peter Thompson's son. I think it was spreaded his ashes. Oh, on, I saw on that. Yeah. The 18th green. Yeah. You obviously yeah. had Greg at the start of the tournament. His not invite was news. Obviously, Greg Norman, Australian. And then an Australian winner, so it was um, it was kind of an Australian meant to be week, I think, which was was good to see. Yeah, it was very cool. Aussie, 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 Aussie. There we go, baby. And we'll do waltzing Matilda later, and yeah. the national anthem. Yeah. Uh, we'll just be great. Do I get to dance? Uh, no, no dancing. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to dance. There we go. 150 of um, open at St Andrews. I think it was a win for everyone. Um, really good event. Let us know what you thought of the event. Uh, let us know what you thought of the six hours. Let us know what you thought of Cam and how he did and how his putting was and Rory as well. You know, will he win another major and all those kind of questions that people want to ask. Thanks for listening. <laughs>